but also his whole life began to change around it. So I want to invite Matt up wherever you're, you're with us. You're still with us, right? I didn't chase you away the first service. And Matt's going to tell a little bit about his story, uh, what God is doing in his life, where God has led him, and uh, we're all going to be impacted in a proper way this morning. So all Matt, right. you can take over. Thank you. Uh, good morning, new life. Uh, like Ben said, my name is Matt Steidinger, and uh, we are with a mission called Amazon Salt and Light. And we are so thankful to partner with New Life. Um, if you go, we have a website, amazonsaltandlight.org, and we're also on uh, New Life's website. You can find us under Global Partners. So, been married for 22 years, and I'd like to call my family up here. Um, and so you can see them. They weren't at the first service. So, my wife, Janelle, and Mariah is the oldest. She's 20. She's at Indiana Wesleyan. She moved back to the United States last year. And we have Jayla. You are, oh, 18. 18. Luke is six, going to be 16 next Sunday. And Sierra right there is 13. So we're so excited to be here with you today. Um, so. So sometimes uh, I let Janelle talk. I'll tell you why I'm not going to today, though. So we, we are with a church planning mission. We live in Brazil, uh, on the, uh, up on the, in the Amazon Basin. And so, oh, five, six, seven years ago, we planted a church, helped build it. And they asked my wife and I to go talk. They were having an event there. Uh, kind of like an inauguration, but they said, you know, we'd love to, ha to have your, your presence there. So we went, and I thought I might get the opportunity to go up, so I had written some stuff out and practiced, because um, my kids, my whole family will tell you I am the worst Portuguese speaker of all of us, so I have to practice. And so they did. They called Janelle and I up, and I'd, I had my stuff all practiced, and I talked, I don't know, five minutes maybe. And then I looked and I thought, well, I should probably give her the microphone. So I gave it to her and she said, I think, three sentences. Um, then we sat down. A couple days later, I went to the pastor's house and, you know, he thanked me for coming uh, and being there. And, and I said, yeah, of course, you know, we loved it. And he said, you know, I really, we really appreciated it. And what the church, what the people really talked about afterwards, they really loved. And I was, yeah, no. <laughs> and they said they loved your wife. <laughs> I had talked, I had planned it out, and she had only said two cents. So I'm not going to let her talk today, um, so that doesn't happen. But uh, what I do want to talk about a little bit is what the scripture, the Pastor Ben read, talk about faith. So what happened to me is when I was around 25 years old, as I was reading the scripture, I realized I had to make a decision. And that decision was, do I really believe what I'm reading? And that's what each one of us have to decide, sometimes on a daily basis. Do I believe what Jesus says in his word? Do I believe the promises that he gives us? That if I trust in him, I will have salvation. That if I trust in him with my life, that he will walk with me. Not that everything's going to be great, fantastic, right? But that he says, I'll never leave you. And so to start out, I want to read this quote from another missionary. Uh, Joel Marbert, he's a missionary to Ecuador, and this kind of describes what happened to me. He said, in his words, my thought was, if this is real, what he's reading, if this is real, why am I going to do anything else with my life? 
I mean, if I really believe what I say I believe, why would I waste my time doing anything else? So that's kind of what happened to me um, and, and our family. Started praying about being missionaries, and God just kept working in our lives until nine years ago we moved to Brazil. So what I want to talk about a little bit is about faith. And for those of you that have learned about love, one of the things that we've learned as, as a married couple is love is not a feeling. Love is a action, right? I don't know if you've heard that, that uh, love, those feelings are someday probably going to go away, but love is an action. You can decide I want to love somebody. You can decide I want to love God. You can decide you want to love your neighbor. It's an action. Faith is a little bit like that. Faith is an action word. Faith is I am going to put my trust in Jesus Christ. Um, so, and that's what God is looking for, our reaction to what we read, to what we hear, to what we hear on Sunday. Then our reaction is showing and, and, and believing in what, in what he says. So to illustrate this a little bit more, I want to read another scripture. I want to talk about a, a man in the Bible that you all know very well, I'm sure. Um, that you've studied. Anybody that's read scripture knows the, this guy's name. Um, but I want to ask for a little bit of help. So who knows the name of Abraham's father? Raise your hand. Abraham's father. No, shoot. So we're going to read about him today. So go with me to Genesis 11, verse 31, or I'll read it for you. Pay attention, please. So today you're going to learn Abraham's father's name was Terah, T-E-R-A-H. I think that's how you say it. Terah took, and tell, uh, again, Genesis eleven thirty-one. Terah took Abram, which is later he changed his uh, name to Abraham. Terah took Abram, his son, and Lot, the son of Haran, his grandson, and Sarai, his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife, and they went forth together from Ur of the Chaldeans to go into the land of Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. The days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. You follow that? Note all the names. Note all the places. So the question I have is, where was Abraham's father Terah going? It says they traveled. Where were they going? It says they went, left the Ur of the Chaldeans to go into the land of Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. So those of you that have studied Abraham, you know God called him, and we read about it in the next chapter, chapter 11. We, you'd read about Abraham being called by God to leave his land and go to the land of Canaan. So when I began to read this verse a while back, I just kind of started imagining things. And I could talk about this because it's not written, so we don't know what happened, so I can kind of make it up. But I believe that God had called Abraham's father to go to the land of Canaan. I believe that there's a high probability that God, God every one of us, God has a purpose for our life. We're not random. We're not by chance. We're not accident. You are not an accident. God has a purpose for your life. You're special. There's nobody in the world that's just like you. 
And God has a plan for you and a purpose, and he wants you to find out what it is, and then he wants you to follow it. And so I think we can read this, and we can say, you know, Abraham's father, Terah, was supposed to go to Canaan, but he stopped, and he settled. And this, this translation, the ESV, says he settled. He stopped. He settled. Pretty pitiful word. And then what happened? Then God called Abraham, and then Abraham went, and he said, I'll go, and he left. And now we have Abraham, the father of faith. I don't know. Maybe we could have had Terah, the father of faith, but he stopped. I'd like to read another quote. I don't have good quotes, so I just like these other people's. Um, I'm going to read you a quote here from a missionary to China. She was a British woman born in 1903, 1905. They don't know exactly when she was born. But she went to China in 1930. Her quote is this. I wasn't God's first choice for what I've done for China. It must have been a man, a well-educated man. But I don't know what happened. Perhaps he died. Perhaps he wasn't willing and God looked down and saw Gladys Elwood, and God said, well, she's willing. Are you willing today? I'm sure that Janelle and I were not the first choice to live in Umaita in the state of Amazonas in Brazil. I'm sure that there were other people that God had called. How do I know that? Because Hundreds and thousands of people died and are still dying in that area without hearing the gospel. And that's not his will. And he, but he works through us. So I know we weren't the first. I know other people had been called because his will is that everybody hears and everybody knows him. But after seven years of praying, uh, Janelle finally said she was willing to go so God could look down and say, well, those two farm kids from central Illinois, they're willing, at least. <laughs> the one is never going to speak good Portuguese, but his wife will speak good. So the question today is, where are you at? Are you willing? Not willing to move, probably. But as I said in the first service, I love coming here because I go to that back bulletin there, and there's so many opportunities at New Life. You don't have to move to Brazil, but you can do a lot of things. Volunteer, and a lot of churches we go to, and there's not things to do. There isn't people that are, have already got it organized, and, and, and there's things you can do to show that you're willing. I'm willing. I don't need to move to another country, but am I willing to talk to my neighbor? Am I willing to, uh, there's a men's, uh, father-son thing or men's thing this coming up week, coming weekend you know are you willing to go are you willing to take your son to your grandson are you willing to invite your neighbor to learn about how to uh, how to be a godly man to continue on this kind of subject of faith I'd like to talk about a game um, I don't know if any of you play it uh 
Has anybody, does anybody play poker? Raise your hand. Great. Only the missionary kids are raising their hand. Okay, some of you didn't raise your hand. Um, have anybody, any, any of you played poker before? Played in the past? Yeah. Or watched it, maybe? Watched poker. Okay, we're getting most people. Okay. You need to understand the game to be able to follow me. So what happens in poker, I, I play a little bit with my family, but you probably don't know all the rules. Um, but you, they hand out the cards, and they look at your cards, and you can make some decisions. From what I know, you can make four decisions. You can look at your cards, and you can say, you know, I'm not going to play. And you can fold, put them down, yeah, I'm out. You can call. You know what, I'm going to put a little bit of money in. I'm going to keep playing. I don't know what's going to happen. Or you can raise it. I think i got a good, pretty good hand. So if we look at our cards, kind of analogy of poker, we look at what God has done for us. As we read the scripture, we can say, what, is, what does he want for me? And that's kind of the cards that we have. Just the fact that you're here today is a miracle. You got this far. <laughs> but God's not done with you yet. He has a plan for you. So you can look at your cards. You can say, you know what? I believe. I believe what he's done for me. I believe that I can make a difference. And instead of folding, you know what? I want to play. And sometimes we have to make this on a daily basis. We have to have an attitude that, you know what, I want to, I want, I, I look at these cards, I read the scripture, and I say, you know what, I want to, I want to continue. And that's when we look and we say, you know what, I got a pretty good hand. And you can look at all your chips, and you can just say, I want to go all in. And you just push everything to the middle of the table and you say god i want to go all in i believe what i heard sunday i believe in jesus i believe that what you have for me is incredible and i don't want to settle i don't want to fold i want to go all in and i don't know what that looks like in your life whether your god has called you to do something Maybe something's holding you back. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's your job. Maybe he's asked you to give a little bit more to your local church. Maybe he's asked you to give a little bit more of your time to maybe your family or maybe one of the activities back there. Maybe he's asked you to give your life at some point. Probably here in central Illinois or northern Illinois, it's probably not going to happen, but you never know. But when you look at those cards, he is asking you, what are you going to do? Are you going to say, you know what? I'm tired of living like I have. I'm tired of living settled. And I want to go all in this morning. And I want to do what he wants me to do. And God, I want to go all in for you. So I don't know what that looks like, but maybe God's touching your heart this morning um you are special you're not an accident like i said and so um there are 17 missionaries you probably heard this on the news from what i understand 17 people went on a short-term mission trip to haiti 
And about two weeks ago, they were kidnapped. And we don't know, as of this morning, I think, we don't know where they're at or what's happened to them. Kidnappers have asked for $17 million, a million dollars per life. Um, they didn't know it, probably, but right now they're all in. They are all in until maybe their very lives. So hopefully that will not happen to us, will not happen to you. Um, but spiritually, we have a decision we can make. As every morning as we get up, we can say, you know what? I don't want to fold today. I don't want to settle. I want to be all in for whatever God has for me. So with that, I'd like you to stand. You can. I'd like to pray for those missionaries and pray for you also. I got cut off somehow. So, Father, we come before you right now. Lord, we just thank you for who you are. Thank you for your love for us. Um, Lord, we put before you these 17 missionaries there in Haiti. We don't know what has happened to them. Lord, we just ask that you give them strength, that they would continue to trust in you. Lord, we pray for the kidnappers also, God, that you would touch their lives. Lord, do a miracle. Lord, may you be glorified. That is our prayer right now, that you would be glorified in that situation. And Father, as we come closer to home, we pray the same thing, Father, here at New Life in Sterling, Illinois, that you would be glorified through us, Father. Whatever that looks like, um, we are all unique and special and have value in your, in your, in your eyes, Lord. So we just declare today, Father, that we do not want to fold, we do not want to settle, but we want to be all in for whatever you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen.